Good morning, friends. Today is Saturday, the 7th of March, 2020. Um, Our readings for this morning are Psalm 55, Genesis 41, 1 through 13, 1 Corinthians 4, 1 through 7. Sorry that I wasn't with you yesterday. It was not only the World Day of Prayer, but also Ember Friday. So um, I am... Well, actually, you know what? I'm, I'm a little regretful that I missed the opportunity to tap in with you guys, but I have faith that that God's time being beyond our own linear understanding that special day or not, our, our prayers are joined together in the great community of God's sovereignty, including those voices in heaven. Rend your hearts and not your garments. Return to God, for God is gracious and merciful, slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love and repents of evil. Dearly beloved, we have come together in the presence of Almighty God, our Heavenly Creator, to set forth God's praise, to hear God's holy word, and to ask for ourselves and on behalf of others those things that are necessary for our life and our salvation. And so that we may prepare ourselves in heart and mind to worship God, let us kneel in silence and with penitent and obedient hearts confess our sins, that we may obtain forgiveness by God's infinite goodness and mercy. Most merciful God, we confess that we have sinned against you in thought word and deed by what we have done and by what we have left undone we have not loved you with our whole heart we have not loved our neighbors as ourselves we are truly sorry and we humbly repent for the sake of your son jesus christ have mercy on us and forgive us that we may delight in your will and walk in your ways to the glory of your name amen Almighty God, have mercy on us. Forgive us all our sins through the grace of Jesus Christ. Strengthen us in all goodness, and by the power of the Holy Spirit, keep us in eternal life. Amen. O God, let our mouth proclaim your praise and your glory all the day long. Praise to the holy and undivided Trinity, one God, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. God is full of compassion and mercy. Come, let us adore them. Come, let us sing to God. Let us shout for joy to the rock of our salvation. Let us come before God's presence with thanksgiving and raise a loud shout to God with psalms. For God is a great God and a great ruler above all gods. In God's hand are the caverns of the earth and the heights of the hills are God's also. The sea is God's, for God made it. And God's hands have molded the dry land. Come, let us bow down and bend the knee and kneel before God our Maker. For this is our God, and we are the people of God's pasture and the sheep of God's hand. Oh, that today you would hearken to God's voice. God is full of compassion and mercy. Come, let us adore them. Psalm 55, give ear to my prayer, O God. 
Do not hide yourself from my supplication. Attend to me and answer me. I am troubled in my complaint. I am distraught by the noise of the enemy because of the clamor of the wicked, for they bring trouble upon me, and in anger they cherish enmity against me. My heart is in anguish within me. The terrors of death have fallen upon me. Fear and trembling come upon me, and horror overwhelms me. And I say, Oh, that I had wings like a dove, I would fly away and be at rest. Truly, I would flee far away. I would lodge in the wilderness. I would hurry to find a shelter for myself from the raging wind and tempest. Confuse, O God, confound their speech, for I see violence and strife in the city. Day and night they go around it on its walls, and iniquity and trouble are within it. Ruin is in its midst. Oppression and fraud do not depart from its marketplace. It is not enemies who taunt me. I could bear that. It is not adversaries who deal insolently with me. I could hide from them. But it is you, my equal, my companion, my familiar friend, with whom I, with whom I kept pleasant company. We walked in the house of God with the throng. Let death come upon them. Let them go down alive to Sheol, for evil is in their homes and in their hearts. But I call upon God, and God will save me. Evening and morning and at noon, I utter my complaint and moan, and God will hear my voice. God will redeem me unharmed from the battle that I wage, for many are arrayed against me. God, who is enthroned from of old, will hear and will humble them, and will humble them because they do not change and do not fear God. My companion laid hands on a friend and violated a covenant with me, with speech smoother than butter, but with a heart set on war, with words that were softer than oil, but in fact were drawn swords. Cast your burden on God, and God will sustain you. God will never permit the righteous to be moved, but you, O God, will cast them down into the lowest pit. The bloodthirsty and treacherous shall not live out half their days, but I will trust in you. Praise to the holy and undivided Trinity, one God, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. A reading from Genesis, chapter 41, verses 1 through 13. After two whole years, Pharaoh dreamed that he was standing by the Nile, and there came up out of the Nile several sleek, seven sleek and fat cows, and they grazed in the reed grass. Then seven other cows, ugly and thin, came up out of the Nile after them, and stood by the other cows on the bank of the Nile. The ugly and thin cows ate up the seven sleek and fat cows, and Pharaoh awoke, then he fell asleep and dreamed a second time. Seven ears of grain, plump and good, were growing on one stalk. Then seven ears, thin and blighted by the east wind, sprouted after them. The thin ears swallowed up the seven plump and full ears. Pharaoh awoke, and it was a dream. In the morning his spirit was troubled, 
So he sent and called for all the magicians of Egypt and all its wise men. Pharaoh told them his dreams, but there was no one who could interpret them to Pharaoh. Then the chief cupbearer said to Pharaoh, I remember my faults today. Once Pharaoh was angry with his servants and put me and the chief baker in custody in the house of the captain of the guard. We dreamed on the same night, he and I, each having a dream with its own meaning. A young Hebrew was there with us, a servant of the captain of the guard. When we told him, he interpreted our dreams to us, giving an interpretation to each according to his dream. As he interpreted to us, so it turned out, I was restored to my office and the baker was hanged. Hear what the Spirit is saying to God's people. Thanks be to God. Canticle D, a song of the wilderness. The wilderness and the dry land shall be glad. The desert shall rejoice and blossom. It shall blossom abundantly and rejoice with joy and singing. They shall see the glory of God, the majesty of our God. Strengthen the weary hands and make firm the feeble knees. Say to the anxious, be strong, do not fear. Here is your God coming with judgment to save you. Then shall the eyes of the blind be opened and the ears of the deaf be unstopped. Then shall the lame leap like a deer and the tongue of the speechless sing for joy. For waters shall break forth in the wilderness and streams in the desert. The burning sand shall become a pool and the thirsty ground springs of water. The ransomed of God shall return with singing with everlasting joy upon their heads. Joy and gladness shall be theirs, and sorrow and sighing shall flee away. Praise to the holy and undivided Trinity, one God, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. A reading from 1 Corinthians 4, 1-7. Think of us in this way, as servants of Christ and stewards of God's mysteries. Moreover, it is required of stewards that they be found trustworthy. But with me, it is a very small thing that I should be judged by you or by any human court. I do not even judge myself. I am not aware of anything against myself, but I am not thereby acquitted. It is God who judges me. Therefore, do not pronounce judgment before the time, before God comes, who will bring to light the things now hidden in darkness and will disclose the purposes of the heart. Then each one will receive commendation from God. I have applied all this to Apollos and myself for your benefit, brothers and sisters, so that you may learn through us the meaning of the saying, nothing beyond what is written, so that none of you will be puffed up in favor of one against another. For who sees anything different in you? What do you have that you did not receive? And if you received it, why do you boast as if it were not a gift? Hear what the Spirit is saying to God's people. Thanks be to God. O oh, we believe in God the One, the Father, Mother, Mild, the Nurturer, the Teacher, Kind, cradling their cosmic child. O oh, we believe in Jesus Christ, begotten of pure love, who in our human hearts enshrined sheds kindness from above. O we embrace the holy breath, 
the Spirit, wind, and fire, who strengthens us with grace and power to follow love's desire. O we believe in God who's one, creative passion and redeeming love, and living well of kindliness. Amen. Hear our cry, O God, and listen to our prayer. Let us pray. Our Creator in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your sovereignty come, your will be done, on earth as in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. Forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. Save us from the time of trial and deliver us from evil. For the sovereignty, the power, and the glory are yours now and forever. Amen. We're going to use the Litany of Healing in place of the suffrages, um, as we have been. We're going to pray especially for my dear friend recovering from surgery and my other dear friend awaiting an answer about um, their condition and a get-well plan. And we're going to pray for all of the world because all of us are so desperately in need of healing. Um, And I would say also, let's pray for myself and for another dear friend of mine who are deeply in need of healing and of God's great mercy carrying us um, from where we are to the next wonderful adventure in which we cooperate fully with God. So all of that said, let's pray the suffrages for, or in place of the suffrages, let's pray the, pray the litany of healing on page 33 of Enriching Our Worship, volume 2. Let us name before God those for whom we offer our prayers. God the Creator, your will for all people is health and salvation. We praise you and thank you, O God. God, the Word incarnate, you came that we might have life and might have it more abundantly. We praise you and thank you, O God. God, the Holy Spirit, you make our bodies the temple of your presence. We praise you and thank you, O God. Holy Trinity, one God, in you we live and move and have our being. We praise you and thank you, O God. God, grant your healing grace to all who are sick, injured, or disabled, that they may be made whole. Hear us, O God of life. Grant to all who seek your guidance and to all who are lonely, anxious, or despondent a knowledge of your will and an awareness of your presence. Hear us, O God of life. Mend broken relationships and restore those in emotional distress to soundness of mind and serenity of spirit. Hear us, O God of life. Bless physicians, nurses, and all others who minister to the suffering, granting them wisdom and skill, sympathy and patience. Hear us, O God of life. 
Grant to the dying peace and a holy death, and uphold by the grace and consolation of your Holy Spirit those who are bereaved. Hear us, O God of life. Restore to wholeness whatever is broken by human sin in our lives, in our nation, and in the world. Hear us, O God of life. You are the God who does wonders. You have declared your power among the peoples. With you, O God, is the well of life, and in your light we see light. Hear us, O God of life. Heal us and make us whole. Let us pray. Heavenly Creator, you have promised to hear what we ask in the name of your Son. Accept and fulfill our petitions, we pray, not as we ask in our ignorance, nor as we deserve in our sinfulness, but as you know and love us in your Son, Jesus Christ. Amen. Almighty God, who after the creation of the world rested from all your works, and sanctified a day of rest for all your creatures. Grant that we, putting away all earthly anxieties, may be duly prepared for the service of your sanctuary, and that our rest here upon earth may be a preparation for the eternal rest promised to your people in heaven. Through Jesus Christ, amen. O God, the ruler eternal, whose light divides the day from the night and turns the shadow of death into the morning, Drive far from us all wrong desires, incline our hearts to keep your law, and guide our feet into the way of peace, that having done your will with cheerfulness during the day, we may, when night comes, rejoice to give you thanks. Through Jesus Christ, amen. O God, the author of peace and lover of concord, to know you as eternal life and to serve you as perfect freedom, defend us, your humble servants, in all assaults of our enemies, that we, surely surely trusting in your defense, may not fear the power of any adversaries. Through the might of Jesus Christ. Amen. Lord God, almighty and everlasting creator, you have brought us in safety to this new day. Preserve us with your mighty power that we may not fall into sin, nor be overcome by adversity. And in all we do, direct us to the fulfilling of your purpose. Through Jesus Christ. Amen. Heavenly Creator, in you we live and move and have our being. We humbly pray you so to guide and govern us by your Holy Spirit, that in all the cares and occupations of our life we may not forget you, but may remember that we are ever walking in your sight. Through Jesus Christ. Amen. Almighty God, whose blessed Son was led by the Spirit to be tempted by Satan, 
Come quickly to help us who are assaulted by many temptations. And, as you know the weaknesses of each of us, let each one find you mighty to save. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Savior, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Almighty God, the giver of all good gifts, in your divine providence you have appointed various orders in your church. Give your grace, we humbly pray, to all who are called to any office and ministry for your people, and so fill them with the truth of your doctrine and clothe them with holiness of life, that they may faithfully serve before you, to the glory of your great name and for the benefit of your holy church. Through Jesus Christ, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. O God, you led your holy apostles to ordain ministers in every place. Grant that your church, under the guidance of the Holy Spirit, may choose suitable persons for the ministry of word and sacrament, and may uphold them in their work for the extension of your kingdom. Through the one who is the shepherd and bishop of our souls, Jesus Christ, our God, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, forever and ever. Amen. Almighty and everlasting God, by whose spirit the whole body of your faithful people is governed and sanctified, receive our supplications and prayers, which we offer before you for all members of your holy church, that in their vocation and ministry they may truly and devoutly serve you. Through our God and Savior Jesus Christ, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Almighty and everlasting God, by whose spirit the whole body of your faithful people is governed and sanctified, reserve our receive our supplications and prayers, which we offer before you for all members of your holy church, that in their vocation and ministry they may truly and devoutly serve you. Through our God and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. A few thoughts on the readings today, my friends. Um, Psalm 55 is one that's really rich. I've got tons of notes in my margins on this one. A couple of things that I want to point um, our attention to today. In verse 2, the psalmist speaks about being distraught by the noise of the enemy because of the clamor of the wicked. And I think that that noisy distraction that the enemy makes is often what pulls us or pulls our attention away from where our focus is. And when we fix our sights, or our senses, really, in entirety, on what the the clamor that the enemy is making, then we are diverting that energy and attention from what God has for us. where God wants our focus in prayer. So as difficult as it is, I say that we allow the distraction of the enemy to pass through us 
to God. So we just kind of take it and deflect it, like change its path up to God. And, and I guess I think about that kind of like if you're diverting water, like the water is coming and, and you um, not build a dam because you don't want to pull it up in one area and dwell in it, right? But um, you dig a channel and you divert the water. So let's dig the channel to God and then allow whatever distraction the enemy is placing in front of us to simply flow through and up to God. And then let's return our energy and our focus to that which God has for us. Um, I was so thankful that um, a, a spiritual mentor in my life mentioned to me that they, when they were pursuing their vocation, their calling to the ordained ministry, they had a lot of spiritual attacks from the enemy. Um, that is definitely <laughs> where I am at right now. But I have faith that I will persevere, and I'm so thankful that I have this support network around me um, that reminds me of God's goodness. And you have that network, friends. Um, so did the psalmist. God sends us, we have God themselves, right? And then, or themselves. And then also, God shows up in others to us. God loves us directly. And God also, I really honestly believe this, God loves us through others. And so, as I've mentioned several times before, I'm really blessed at this time to have an amazing circle of friends that I can call and pray with, that I know are praying for me at all times. I'm just extremely thankful for this. And I would say that it is in this way that I find sanctuary in the wilderness. And the psalmist is actually talking about fleeing to the wilderness. I think we might have talked about this last time we read this song. Fleeing to the wilderness for sanctuary. Fleeing away from the cities of men, these um, human-made places where um, the enemy is working through other people to hurt the psalmist. So that's a very interesting flip, right? And in this time of Lent, as we are in the wilderness, I think that that might be an interesting perspective to explore, that we can find sanctuary even amongst the testing and the temptation um, of the wilderness. And man, it, it is a time. Going into the wilderness is a time that tries the soul. And we all willingly enter into this season of Lent um, with full assurance, claiming the victory of Christ. Christ was victorious, and thus so are we, because Christ gave Christ's victory to us. So as we go forth into the wilderness, as frightening as it might be, as laid bare as we might feel, we can rest assured that God is with us. And may our eyes be open to the sanctuary and blessing of the wilderness. May we encircle ourselves with the Holy Trinity to create a sanctuary in the wilderness. And thus, may this time that the enemy meant for destruction be a time of creation, a time of transformation, a time of growth. All 
our Hebrew scripture reading, dear friends, from Genesis. Um, here we are. Talk about patience and perseverance. Two full years after Joseph interpreted the dreams for the, um, the baker and the cupbearer, I think it was. Pharaoh dreams a dream and suddenly the chief cupbearer remembers. And I think it's so interesting the way it's phrased here in the NRSV. The chief cupbearer said to Pharaoh, I remember my faults today. But he's not remembering his fault and beating himself up. He's remembering his fault and making a connection that's going to be a blessing. And I think that, friends, is what testimony is all about. That when we remember our faults, along with them, co-joined, intertwined, inseparable, we remember also God's deliverance. So both the lesson and the blessing together. And I pray that whenever we are put in mind of a mistake, a lesson, a sin, however you want to put it, with it comes the memory of God's healing, deliverance, transformation, taking that sin and working it for not just our good, but the good of God's holy community. Our transformation because of it, that these things are inseparable, that we do not remember one without the other. And in addition to the memory of the blessing, also a new realization about the ripple effect of that transformative process. Because I think that's what happens. It builds on, it becomes not just personal, but also communal. So then we are not just remembering the, the sin and along with it, inseparable from it, the, the blessing, transformation, growth that God wrought through it, through it for us personally, but also the blessing that God worked for the greater good through our cooperation and giving up to him of our sin, mistake, fear, whatever. Insert negative thing here. Amen? That is my hope and prayer, dear friends. Our New Testament reading has a verse that is one of those that I just want to imprint on my heart. Think of us in this way, as servants of Christ and stewards of God's mysteries. I would go a step further, too, and say, like, siblings and co-workers of Christ and stewards of God's mysteries, because we're not just servants that are given orders, and we follow them blindly, we are part of the process. We are, as I've said before, co-creators. God very much uses the free will that God gave us and our particular gifts also that God gave us to be 
integral and irreplaceable parts of this holy work. And we have the reminder here that judgment by any human is in the grand scheme of eternity, salvation, everlasting life, it is very small. And I think that as difficult as it is, that can give us hope in the face of injustice, knowing that however terrible the injustice suffered here on earth is, exponentially greater is the blessing found in and through God's judgment, God's eternity, God's heavenly city as opposed to our earthly courts. And God will bring to light those things that were hidden. God will disclose the purposes of the heart. Intent matters tremendously to God. And God will not disclose the purposes of the heart to punish, but rather to heal. It is absolutely true that Wounded people wound others. It is out of those wounds that injustice happens. It is out of those generations of bias and abuse that predisposition to wound is formed before there's even an understanding. Jack had a conversation with me last night about realizing a bias that he has a gender bias and man, if, if this kid who is the most deeply thoughtful and also open-minded now 14 year old that I've ever encountered. And you know, that's not just a mother's bias speaking of bias. That's the feedback from everybody who meets him. Then how on earth could any kid, if, if he can have bias, particularly gender bias, then, you know, being raised by me and everything, then how on earth can anybody expect to escape? Like, this is just, we should all just kind of accept this um, with no shame, but rather intentionality to heal from it, that we must all inherently have gender bias. Because we're raised in a fallen and biased world. Even when the people raising us are doing the absolute best that they can to raise us without bias. You know, I I have a 14-year-old cisgender male son who is a feminist and yet has this bias. Like, it's not hopeless. That's not what I'm saying. Don't hear that. Um, But it is kind of to be expected that we will all have some sort of bias. But the answer is to, as it is uncovered, as it is revealed to us, that we lift it up for healing. 
that we don't like try to hide it away in a corner out of shame, but rather we open our hands, we open our hearts, we open our minds to God and ask for God's help in healing this. Justice only happens through bravery and we have to be brave with acknowledging things that, that need to be healed in us. Wounds don't go away when you ignore them. (laughs) So I guess I've expanded on that. Sorry. And then um, I want to say too, Paul says that he's, he's using himself and Apollos as a lesson so that the brothers and sisters of the church in Corinth, all the people of the church in Corinth can learn through them. And I think we're back to testimony again. That's what we do. We then share it with others so that they can be healed too. And hopefully Jack doesn't mind that I'm sharing with you. And I hope that you get some healing out of, out of realizing like you're not bad or shameful because growing up in this culture has left you with some wounds that need healed. Whether, whether they're the wounds of having been discriminated against or the wounds of realizing that you have, you have bias, like whatever they are, God loves you. We're all wounded. We're all healing. We're all in process. And then, of course, the admonition that we shouldn't get puffed out about the good things that we have because they're all gifts. We haven't earned or developed them. Our talents are gifts from God. And I think the, the lesson that I'd like to take from here is all is given graciously from God. So let us receive graciously. And let us be, as Paul said, good stewards. And, and being a good steward is using what we are given wisely. We've been taught this lesson in the other parables. So let's use our energies wisely, focus towards God. Let's use our gifts, bringing them to bear for God's purpose. Let's not waste our time on the distractions of the enemy or on shame or self-beration. Guilt is a useless emotion, as my friend Nicole likes to say. Rather, let's focus on healing. Let's focus on goodness. And the rest will kind of be carried along. It will. As we elevate for God's development our gifts, so also our wounds are healed along with. Like, we don't need to spend... It is, it is another cultural thing of ours that we need to focus all our time on the negative, focus all our, our, our energy on the negative, dismiss that which is good. No, friends, when we focus on our energy on that which is, is good and, and working and talent and blessing and all of those positive things, the weaknesses are balanced out and, and the weaknesses themselves experience some healing. We don't ignore the weaknesses That's not what I'm saying. I said that earlier, that when you ignore the wound, it doesn't heal. But we don't focus all of our time picking at it. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, we acknowledge the wound, we give it to God, we allow it to be healed, and then we leave it alone and let it heal. We don't keep picking at it or digging it or ripping the stitches out or whatever. Hopefully that metaphor helps make it a little bit more clear. Thank you, friends, for bearing with me as I... 
verbally process through my own thoughts on the scriptures, I, I hope that it is helpful for you. And if it's not, you can always fast forward me or turn me off. That's fine. I won't be offended. I love you and I'm glad that you are here with me today. I would like to add some special prayers today um, for beloved friends who are recovering from illness, surgery, pain, from addiction, who are separated from their loved ones. And also all of us just in general need of of healing and comfort from God, especially in in this season. Um, And I I mean the um, season of the year and the liturgical season and also the socio-political season that we are in and the global season and all of all of the events um this is not a news podcast so I'm not going to go into those details but I think we can all agree that it's a good time for lifting up so let's do that um let's use some of the prayers for healing in the enriching our worship volume two supplemental liturgical materials And then don't let me forget, friends, I would also like to say a cane prayer for us. Gentle Jesus, as we prepare to come together tomorrow, you are God's word of healing to us. Be with us, that we may know your presence in one another and rise up in joy to greet you. Grant this for your love's sake. Amen. For those who mourn, merciful God, whose son Jesus wept at the death of Lazarus, look with compassion on all who are bound by sorrow and pain through the death of a beloved member of our community. Comfort us. Grant grant us the conviction that all things work together for good to those who love you. And help us to find sure trust and confidence in your resurrection power. Through Jesus Christ, our Deliverer. Amen. For those who are sick, God of all comfort, our very present help in trouble, be near to those for whom our prayers are offered. Look on them with the eyes of your mercy. Comfort them with the sense of your presence. Preserve them from the enemy and give them patience in their affliction. Restore them to health and lead them to your eternal glory. Through Jesus Christ, amen. For protection, Christ, light of light, brightness indescribable, the wisdom, power, and glory of God, the word made flesh, you overcame the forces of Satan, redeemed the world, then ascended again to the Creator. Grant us, we pray, in this tarnished world, the shining of your splendor. Send your Archangel Michael to defend us, to guard our going out and coming in, and to bring us safely to your presence, where you reign in the one holy and undivided Trinity, to ages of ages. Amen. Spirit of all, he- Spirit of all healing, visit your beloved, In your power, renew health within them and raise them up in joy according to your loving kindness. 
for which we give thanks and praise. Through Jesus Christ, our Savior. Amen. For the absent, O God, whose parental care reacheth to the uttermost parts of the earth, we humbly beseech thee graciously to behold and bless those whom we love, now absent from us. Defend them from all dangers of soul and body, and grant that both they and we, drawing nearer to thee, may be bound together by thy love in the communion of thy Holy Spirit, and in the fellowship of thy saints, through Jesus Christ. Amen. Well, even though we're a couple of days after, let's also pray some birthday prayers for Jack. Watch over thy child, O God, as his days increase. Bless and guide him always. Strengthen him when he stands. Comfort him when discouraged or sorrowful. Raise him up if he fall. And his heart and in his heart may thy peace which passeth all understanding abide all the days of his life. Through Jesus Christ. Amen. For the victims of addiction. O blessed God, you minister to all who came to you. Look with compassion upon all who through addiction have lost their health and freedom. Restore to them the assurance of your unfailing mercy. Remove from them the fears that beset them. Strengthen them in the work of their recovery. And to those who care for them, give patient understanding and persevering love. Amen. God, make us instruments of your peace. Where there is hatred, let us sow love. Where there is injury, pardon. Where there is discord, union. Where there is doubt, faith. Where there is despair, hope. Where there is darkness, light. Where there is sadness, joy. Grant that we may not so much seek to be consoled as to console. To be understood as to understand. To be loved as to love. For it is in giving that we receive. It is in pardoning that we are pardoned, and it is in dying that we are born to eternal life. Amen. Now, as promised, the came prayer. Let me pull it up. Circle of love, open our hearts. Circle of wisdom, enlighten our minds. Circle of trust, protect our paths. Circle of healing, grant us new life. The God of the elements guarding, the loving Christ guarding, the Holy Spirit's guarding, be cherishing us, be aiding us. Almighty God, you have given us grace at this time with one accord to make our common supplication to you. And you have promised through your well-beloved Son that when two or three are gathered together in his name, you will be in the midst of them. Fulfill now, O God, our desires and petitions as may be best for us, granting us in this world knowledge of your truth and in the age to come life everlasting. Amen.
Let us bless God. Thanks be to God. Glory to God, whose power working in us can do infinitely more than we can ask or imagine. Glory to God from generation to generation in the church, and in Christ Jesus forever and ever. Amen. We live without fear, for our Creator has made us holy, has always protected us, and loves us as a good mother loves her children. We go now in peace to follow the good road, and may God's blessing be with us always. Amen.